Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Well, hello, Take the Cake, and welcome to the first episode of 2023. I'm so grateful to have another year with this podcast, and I really appreciate all of you for tuning in. I wanted to do a episode today on my wellness journey, so the evolution of my wellness journey. I thought this could be interesting, mostly because I think my future self will maybe want to hear this and listen to this, and I also feel like it's really been such a journey, (laughs) just that, a journey, um, really understanding what wellness means to me and kind of the point of this episode hopefully that I want to get across is that wellness means something different for everyone and it means something different to me like every week, (laughs) every day. Um, But obviously there are similarities um, between like certain chapters in my life of what wellness really means to me. So I thought that it could be cool to kind of share how wellness has changed for me over the years, what it looks like for me now, and Hopefully this can give you some autonomy over what wellness means for you and, um, you know, make you feel like you're good, like your ideas of what wellness means is good. And as long as you feel healthy and well uh, in your ideas about what wellness means, then I think that is the best indicator that you're, you know, doing all the right things. It was really fun for me to do this timeline because it just kind of felt nostalgic and brought me back. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, so I feel like my idea of wellness didn't really start until I was, I don't know, I want to say like in elementary school. I don't know. How old are you when you're in like fifth grade? I don't know. I feel like that's when I kind of started to think about health. All the way up until I was like 12 or 13, my idea of health really stemmed from being an athlete. So I grew up going to gymnastics. I was a competitive travel cheerleader for my school and just like on a team. (laughs) Think of Cheer, the documentary, that I was just in that world and I cared a lot about being an athlete, about athletic performance. Um, I remember not really caring about the food that I ate, uh, not caring about like not even knowing what a calorie was or I really didn't know anything about nutrition. I would eat whatever I wanted. Um, I had a lot of body awareness, though, um, because of the gymnastics and cheerleading world. I just remember hearing a lot about, you know, what it means to have a long, lean muscles and, like, what it means to have, like, beautiful tumbling. And I think a lot of people, like, in the dance world can probably relate. Also, everyone, I think, like, every, maybe not everyone, but I really wanted to do, like, flying and be a flyer. So I remember thinking, like, well, I have to be small so that people can lift me up. Um, and I was a pretty tall kid, so I had a little bit of shame around my height. Um, but I mean, again, my ideas of health and wellness were really just rooted in my athletic ability and like the tricks I could do, like the tumbling passes I could do and how, you know, upfront I was for the dance and instead of being in the back, stuff like that. Um, So that was probably up until like age 12 or 13. Okay, flash forward to ages 14. I'd say like 14 to 18. This is when it starts going downhill, really. Um, 
I remember finding Weight Watchers YouTube videos. I don't know why I was so, I mean, I guess I do know why I was so into those, but I just watched them like grocery hauls. Like I remember watching weight loss grocery hauls. I don't know. It was just, that was this, that was the beginning of, of a bad uh, situation for me. And I really started becoming aware of calories. So calories were like the first thing I really started to understand. Like I remember there being like the fitness Pinterest boards. And I remember people started to post on Instagram, like Instagram was like new at this point, but I remember seeing, you know, Instagram fit spo challenges and really perceiving weight loss as the only way to wellness. I mean, it was, everything was about weight loss. And that was like what everyone wanted to do. Just like the transformation photos, the before and after photos. I mean, it just made sense to me, right? That that's what I had to do. And And that's when I really started my eating disorder. You know, this is the age 14 about is when I started to engage in eating disorder behaviors and um, abuse laxatives and I was restricting and binging and yada, yada, yada. And it really wasn't, um, you know, it it was a really rough time for me. Uh, Just, I mean, it it gets rough. It doesn't get better after this. Okay, it takes a few years for it to get better, but it wasn't an easy time. Uh, I remember being in high school during this, obviously ages 14 to 18. Uh, so yeah, that was like my ideas of, of health were just weight loss. That's it. So next we're into the college years. This is when I really realized my body was deteriorating and I felt so inflamed and really just puffy, uncomfortable. I started to really realize how my behaviors were affecting myself, me physically, I, my eating disorder goal of like losing weight wasn't working and I just, it started to explore, you know, other ways I could be more healthy. And that's when I kind of found this like natural remedy world. I mean, I was always into it, but I got really into like yoga and like making my own hair masks and holistic healing. I remember in college in my dorm with my roommate. This is fucking disgusting. (laughs) Excuse me, but this is so nasty. But my roommate in college and I, we were trying to make our own SCOBY to make kombucha. This is before kombucha was sold mainstream, okay? We were trying to make our own SCOBY in the dorm. Probably moldy. I think it was moldy and disgusting. Um, So I was just like really into this like natural world I did like apple cider vinegar hair masks and I did like the shampoo bars and like rubbed yogurt all over my face. I got a naturopathic doctor when I was in college. My parents were really kind and paid for me to have this naturopathic doctor who I lied to over and over again because I told him I was struggling because I didn't have my period and I didn't have hormonal balance. But in reality, I had an eating disorder and I didn't tell him any of that. So I was trying to kind of out supplement my situation in reality. I just needed to heal my relationship with food and body, but I went on this supplement routine and I really just like wanted healing for myself. Um, but you know, I don't know, it was all really disordered and I was really insecure throughout this time and I was still engaging in eating disorder behavior. So this sort of like realm of wellness, like I feel like I had good intentions with this realm and like I really wanted to be healthy, but the um, eating disorder really got in the way of that. Um, I have nothing against holistic 
healing. In fact, that's, I consider myself, you know, very versed in holistic healing and I love holistic healing, but it's hard to kind of teeter the line of holistic healing versus like obsession, especially when you have an eating disorder, I'd say. So now we are at age 20. I dropped out of college, moved to LA, and I was even more into this holistic world. I remember looking for work in, in that realm and like I got into modeling and felt like this really intense pressure of becoming thin, um, even more so. It was like a financial thing. I really started to restrict on a whole new level. And I started to consider like ultimate wellness was not only being really thin, but also having a toned body and having the cleanest diet. So it wasn't sustainable. None of this was so far. Um, so I just, yeah, I just kind of intensified everything. And in in my idea of wellness and what wellness meant for me when I first moved to LA was really ultimate thin, ultimate toned, ultimate clean diet, just toxic, toxic, toxic. And it really wasn't sustainable for me. I would binge on diet foods. Um, like I remember, you know, being like, I really wanted to have this natural LA girl, uh, kind of lifestyle. I was really inspired by like people who just like did their own thing and lived their own lives and were really healthy. And like the, I don't know, this like ethereal, holistic, spiritual person. I really liked that idea and I I wanted to own that and be that, but my, again, my eating disorder really didn't, I mean, obviously that's not, that wasn't my path, but like the eating disorder didn't allow me to really experience that because it was such an opposite world than what I was like trying to be in. So that's why I would binge on diet foods. Like I'd go to the store and I would really, um, I really had a hard time not buying really like calorically dense processed foods because my body was so hungry. This, of course, that's what I was craving. And instead of buying the actual processed foods that my body really wanted, I was like, well, I might as well get the diet foods. So for the next couple of years, that's exactly what I did. I had so, 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 so many diet foods. I just feel like all I did was eat diet foods. My poor digestion was whack. It was not healthy. Um, I remember thinking I loved the way certain diet foods tasted. And nowadays I can't even look at them, which is really interesting. But again, I was so hungry. But I, yeah, this, this point of my life, wellness was really just again, disordered diet foods. I only was doing cardio and abs at the gym. Maybe I did some yoga and Pilates occasionally. And I remember this like 20, 21, 22, I was just like eliminating as many foods as I could. Like I just did not eat every single thing I could have eliminated because of any possible reason I would. Like I remember being very influenced by social media and podcasts and I would hear somebody say something like, well, I kind of have like, uh, I get a rash when I have gluten and I would look at my face and I would literally believe that I would also have a rash if I ate gluten, even though I don't think I did. I just convinced myself I mean, honestly, I, eating sort of starvation caused me so many symptoms that I probably was experiencing weird rashes, but it's like, it wasn't the gluten, but I told myself and convinced myself it was. That's just a random example. And I remember not having my cycle and feeling like, well, maybe I have PCOS, you know, everything except for not eating enough. And um, 
that those were the years eventually I finally acknowledged I needed to change I, and I wanted to get my period back. So, um, but yeah, the, the, that age of my life, it was just wellness to me was like diet foods and cardio and, and elimination. Um, that was what I thought I really needed to do to be healthy until the end of that time. And then ages 23, 25, those are the years I consider myself like, that's like recovery, Kate, recovery girl. I mean, I realized that wellness for me in that time, of my life was recovery, which meant eating all the food, sitting with the uncomfortable fullness, sharing my story, speaking my truth, working on releasing the idea that my body was like tied to my wellness. And, you know, those were the years I went to treatment, lots of therapy. I feel like this age gap of my life was really where the mental wellness doors were opened for me. And I really honed in on like meditating and rebuilding my relationships with myself and my friends and my family. Although I still was restricting gluten and dairy, I will say. But this was just a really, this is when I decided, <laughs> this is when I decided to share with the internet and publicly recover, which is still something to this day. I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. Um, and now I'm talking about it, which is funny. But, you know, just was 100% in this, like, I'm going to recover. I'm a recovery girl. Meditating and, and just really eating all the foods. Probably the only time at this point where I actually felt like I was doing something for my well-being. Um, all these other years before, there was something inside of me that knew, like, this isn't quite right. But up until that point, you know, I really thought that, that I was doing the right thing. But I remember when I started the recovery process, I was like, no, this is the right thing for sure. But again, I still was restricting some food groups. Okay, flash forward to 26 to 27. Um, yeah, <laughs> this era is just lots of cooking my own dense, big meals. This is my gut healing journey. We can all remember that maybe it was tough doing a lot of acupuncture. And the biggest change for me during this time was eating more animal foods. That's just, this is the time when I stopped doing almond milk. Nothing against almond milk, but for me, like having dairy milk changed my life and having yogurt and cheese again changed my life in a really positive way. And I also just really focus on having like big ass dense meals. Okay. Like really, really eating enough and, and eating a lot of potatoes and carbs. And this was just a time for me where I feel like there was so many like residual, um, aspects of my, my eating disorder that I just feel like we're just, I flicked them right off. You know, they just weren't there anymore. And, I really think that this was an important time. Also an important time for my mental health. This was 2020 era, I think, 2021 era. And that was just obviously a hard time for everyone. So it was just a lot. It was a whirlwind of a time for me. Um, and so that's kind of what I remember from that time. And that's when I kind of, I did a lot more yoga. And I feel like that was my idea of wellness was just like, eating more animal foods, eating dense meals, and then still, you know, relaxing and working on healing my digestion. Now we're in the present day. And I was, the reason I wanted to do this podcast actually was because I was thinking about what wellness means to me in the present day. And I just think it's interesting. And I hope, I, I don't know how this is going to come across, but whatever happens, happens. I really don't care that much about food <laughs> right now. I mean, I'm eating what makes me feel like I can live my best life. 
which right now for me means convenience. I'm eating a lot of social foods, like socially out at restaurants. I'm really recharging my social battery that I feel like has been depleted for so long. I'm cooking for myself now only. So I'm like really enjoying convenience. And I'm also really enjoying slow cooked meals. I'm making meals with friends, I'm making my own foods. I'm also eating a lot of packaged processed foods. I'm not really like worried about ingredients at the moment or like I'm not really conscious of ingredients. Um, as far as movement goes, I'm doing some weightlifting, some Pilates, some walking. And I feel like this time of my life, my f- focus when it comes to wellness is on mental health after such a stressful 2022. I'm like, like, you know, people are like, I'm working on myself. That's actually what I think I'm really doing at this point, like internally, externally, releasing expectations, releasing any, like, I just don't want to have them for myself right now. You know, obviously I expect my, some things of myself, but like, as far as like food and body, I just don't have a lot of expectations for myself. And that feels really, really good because I haven't had that in so long, um, probably since before the timeline started. So I think like wellness for me means like pursuing my dreams, career dreams, having fun, traveling, meeting new people, exploring, making plans, being spontaneous, tapping into my sexual pleasure world, meditating every day, slowing down, um, going out more. I don't know. It just means like that, those things and more. And I think when I think about wellness now, I just don't think about food as much. And I don't think about supplements as much, not to say I don't love food and I don't love supplements and I don't love all that stuff. So this is really just what wellness means for me right now. And it's been really, really fun. And like I said before, I think the goal of this episode is just to show you and myself that wellness changes throughout your life and it can mean anything to you. Sometimes I'm just like scrolling on social media and I see, you know, someone's wellness journey and it looks really specific. And it's like, it's like, you know, very specific and it's very visual, like their body and their face change so much and they're whatever. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying this person's wrong, but I do think that there's this like very close minded one-sided tunnel vision version of wellness right now out in the world that is not really, doesn't give anyone like individuality over what it means for them. And so, you know, I just really wanted to share this. I mean, I know I've talked about wellness before and, and everything like that and my, my problems with the wellness world, but you know, I really think that it's so important to have autonomy over your own life and lead your own life in this way. And you get to decide what healthy means to you. What does healthy mean to you? It's not going to mean the same thing to you today as it does next year. It's not going to mean the same thing to you as it means to the person next to you. It's not going to mean the same thing to your future self as your past self. Uh, so, or as your friend or as your influencer that you love so much, like it's just going to mean something different to everyone. And, and so I really, really think that that's what I want you to get out of this episode. And, you know, it's fun to talk about my story, to share my story, and it feels good. Um, but really, I wanted to you to take away from this episode uh, is that it's okay. Whatever your version of wellness is, is okay. And that's great. Um, that's kind of the episode I had planned for today. I uh, really just uh, 
Thought it could be fun to go down memory lane. Good thing I'm not doing the apple cider vinegar hair masks anymore because I think those dried my hair out. And now I buy apple cider vinegar hair stuff instead and I don't make it myself. Hopefully this inspired you to own your own version of wellness and let it be whatever it is for you. So that is going to be this episode of Take the Cake. I am um, so excited to be back with more episodes. I'm hopefully going to be planning out some good interviews this year. Going to get back on the interview game. But thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. It means so, 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 so much to me. If you enjoyed it, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review if you liked it or not. Uh, And I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your week. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye.